than my phone dying and <laughs> driving me crazy. Yeah, what happened? Your phone died and you lost all your text contacts? I lost everything. I lost everything with my phone. It was working. I, I woke up, uh, I think it was Friday, Friday morning, and it was fine. And I uh, was going about my morning doing my just just morning stuff and I saw it, you know, blip off. You know how your phone will sometimes, I don't know if yours does, but it'll blip off and uh, reboot like for an update or whatever. So I figured that's what it was doing. And then it threw up like an error message and then it threw up another one and another one. And so I thought, oh, that's weird. So I took the battery out and I left it out and I did all these things trying to reset the phone and it just would not come back on. I lost my whole calendar I lost every contact that I've had for, uh, what, what, literally 10 years. Um, oh, my God. I, I lost I hate to even voice. ask this question, Michelle, because I'm no. dreading that I know the answer. But I didn't back it up. Yeah. No. Why don't you back up your phone? On what? On a on anything it's, it's not like on the cloud on itunes on well it doesn't work like that with an android it just doesn't work like that i mean i'm i'm sure that there is ways to back it up but it's Outlook, not some easy way i promise google calendar google contacts yeah you can do google calendar and i've and I actually think I probably have some of the google calendar mm. stuff backed up but it's just so I don't know. I just never got into using it, so I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's a waste of time. No, it's not a waste of time. But I mean, the contacts. But worse than that, worse than that, you know, photos. Like, well, no, actually, all of my photos were backed up. They were backed up to um, to Dropbox. Everything went straight to Dropbox. Well, there you go. But, that's a good start. Right, but. What about all your porno videos? <sighs> No, lost those no. too, huh? None of, none of those, <laughs> none of those. But voicemails that I had archived from relatives who have passed on. Oh no! And so I take it to the store, and I'm like, you know, I'm telling this girl, I'm like, I, I even if you can't transfer anything, because it was time to get a new phone anyway. I said, even if you can't transfer anything. If you could just pull it up, I really need to get this stuff off of it. And so, you know, she's like, okay, I'll do my best. And I said, you know, it, it's got relatives' voicemails that I've got archived on there. And they brought, like, this team of people over. They were great. You've, I mean, I've just, I was about to literally cry seeing how sweet every was to me about it and they worked with my phone for like an hour and a half i had like four people wait they came to your house no they didn't come to my house i took it to a best buy they came over had, to the counter you mean that right that had like a samsung center in it like a samsung specialty 
the, place at the emergency the, emer Michelle emergency counter. It was so bad. It was so bad. And then they sent me like to the Sprint store because they couldn't do it. And so they said maybe they'll have something backed up on their system. And so I went in there and I explained the situation to this guy. He's this big burly guy in there, you know, and everything. And I explained it to him and he sits there and he's like trying different things and he puts his head in his hands and he sits there and he's like, think, 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 think. And he's trying to do everything he could. And I mean, I mean, just couldn't the phone. I've, I've never had a phone do that before. You can always at least transfer the stuff on it, even if it, you know, blips off or whatever i mean you can usually get it back and I mean, i've never had one they said they'd never seen that before so he was like the mountain of phone recovery guys he was so sweet he was so sweet and he tried so hard he did after these other they kept calling people and calling people over and calling people in and or not in but calling them that were at home trying to figure stuff out they downloaded some app from korea i mean they were doing all this stuff this was at best buy and then the sprint store in the sky and he's taking it to everybody else and he's like you know man we got to find some way to get this phone back they were so sweet so even though i lost a whole lot of stuff it was one of the most touching moments well, what'd you lose what'd you get back what's the bottom line um nothing except except um just that feeling that humanity you know these people might not have been people that i would have been friends with in real life you know a lot of them were like younger kids and stuff and they were just I don't know. It was just like the neatest connection. It, so you ended it, up getting everything back? I got nothing back. You got nothing back and you're satisfied? I'm completely satisfied. Oh I'm completely satisfied. Well, it was the coolest interaction that I've had with strangers, I think, in my entire life. Yeah, so. but that data is somewhere in, what was your Verizon or AT&T or what? Sprint somewhere in their in their backups they have it. They said they don't keep your personal information like wow. your contacts and stuff like that. And the calendar, I mean, you know, is important, but it wasn't that important. You need to call the Pentagon or the NSA or somebody. Who I, was I it that to was going to hack it, the? It's somewhere. Yeah, the guy at the Sprint store, he's like, it's it's in there. Keep the phone. It's there. Don't wipe the phone. Because they could wipe the phone um, and get the phone back. Yeah, but that but, doesn't recover anything. I know. So. Michelle, you know all these stupid podcasts we do? I keep every, like this is being recorded right now, obviously, because we're going to post it. I keep it in three places for, for like our stupid podcasts. Well, I and do. It's the actually in the fourth too. place. It's on. It's you know. It's on wherever it goes into iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere sure. else. Sure. I keep it on the computer, un unedited. I keep it in uh, Dropbox edited, and then I keep it in HostGator edited, and then it's on the uh, the website too. Your so podcast, but not yeah. your precious messages. I know. I know. Why wouldn't you take better care of those? Well, I thought they would be there. I didn't know that they could just, that the phone could blip off like that. I thought even if... What if you if, lost your phone? Or what if you dropped your phone in the bathtub? I mean, what if you just physically don't have the phone anymore? 
I mean, I've never not had my phone. I don't know. It was stupid. There's no excuse for it. But anyway, I told you the story because it ended up being real touching. It was a pretty touching thing. <laughs> it was pretty, my. It was a failure sweet. of the of the technical people. It it was it was, but they did what they could and they cared, and it was a really interesting and. And I just, I, I don't know. It was just like this really uplifting kind of thing. All right. Well, I'm glad you're happy about it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> happy about the phone, but I am happy about the interaction. It was pretty cool. And um, by the way, I've tried to look up what you might have since you're sick. So just so you know. Oh, some kind of bronchitis or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, it could be like tuberculosis or something. I'm going <laughs> to. Well, Michelle, of course, you're my home base for reporting catastrophes from the road. <laughs> so I think I sent you, I went to Washington, D.C. It was like April 6th. It was like over a month ago. Right. And yeah. I landed. I'm like, oh, cool. There's the there's the National Monument. And there's the White House and the green, the green and Village Green and all that. And um, I... I uh, thought it was a cool picture, and then that's when the trouble started. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the airplane, I don't even know where to start, but as soon as the airplane landed, I get a text from my Airbnb girl. We're going out in 30 minutes. Please be here by like 930. It was like nine o'clock. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, how are you I, supposed to do that? I mean, it's I not came like from you California. I told her I'm coming from California. My plane lands at like 858. I won't be there till 10. So is that okay? Like I did this like days before, you know, cause I knew it was late her time. And it was, this was like, uh, hmm, what was it? A Friday, maybe a Thursday night. Okay. So I set it up. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to be there. And then I last minute, oh, I'm late. I'm going to be there at midnight. I told her before she's like, we're going out and you have 30 minutes. Please be here. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, my plane is like taxiing in from the runway. <laughs> It's not that far, but I don't no, know. No, but how, I mean, you you didn't know. All right, first of all, here's the story. I got I an Airbnb. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. From, from Northern California. I'm going to do Airbnb. First place, I find the perfect place because it needs to be near downtown where the convention center is. I get rejected by Airbnb. Like, she's advertising. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I want to do this. It's like, what, 120 bucks a night? Okay. Sorry. We're not we're not available. Like, why are you freaking advertising if you're not available? It's like I guess they like they can look at you and like scan your profile and like reject you if they want, or they can change their mind. I mean, some people probably just have Airbnbs open all the time, and if you want to go when they don't want to leave, you know, they just reject you. So I don't know which one it was, but I got rejected on my first one. So <laughs> wait, you have an Airbnb profile? That has yeah, like, it's like your a, information. It's like, um, yeah, you have to build a profile and say who you are. And then you, yeah, I guess you've never done Airbnb. I haven't. This was actually my first Airbnb. So I'm new to it too. Okay. But you, um, yeah. And you tell them, tell your Airbnb host why, you know, a little bit about yourself. So I'm like, I'm going in for this educational conference. Here's where I want to go. Here's how long I'm, I'm going to be there. And, um, first one rejected me. So the second one was like cheaper, but farther away. I'm like, okay, I'll try this one. And she like in five minutes accepted me. So there I was. So that's the one I got the second one. Okay. Um, so 
my airplane lands like, okay, you got 30 minutes. We're going on. I'm like, okay, well, what if I'm like 40 minutes? <laughs> Are you just not going to be there? Um, and so anyway, I make it pretty close to about 30 minutes, like right on 30 minutes. But on the way, the taxi tells me, I, I can't remember how I interspersed this with you, like telling you what was going on, but taxi's like, ooh, you're going to that neighborhood? You're going to be like, you're going to be like, uh, I wouldn't walk around at all in that neighborhood. I'm like, oh, great. And, yeah, you know, because I mean, like the not, taxi driver shouldn't. Well, he's an Uber. You know, it's like the guy should know. But you know what I figured out? People are pussies. The guy's a pussy. It was like, a, it was like okay, I'm going to worry about it because it's the first time I'm there. And the first time, first impression from the skies, he's telling me, you know, ooh, I wouldn't walk around in that neighborhood. And um, so I was a little worried about it. And he gets, and the thing is, he gets me there and he waits for me. Like Uber never, ever waits for you. Like a, Waits like, for you to go in? Yeah. Like a taxi. Like, okay, I'm going to watch out for this guy. Like it's, so that made me like, wow, this guy was really serious. He thinks he's going to, he's going to at least blare the horn or I don't know what, if somebody attacks me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was about 10 o'clock when I got there. And so pretty close to right on time. She's still there. So everything's cool. I get there and it's not that bad of a neighborhood. It really wasn't. So she's like, okay, well, hello, meet my husband. And this, she's a foreign lady. So I won't make, I won't make fun of her, but she's foreign. Meet my husband and he's on the couch watching TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, I'm Mike, how are you doing? He makes no, makes zero move to like even acknowledge me. He didn't even say hello. He's slouching on the couch. No, he's watching TV in the living room on the couch. Oh, so wow. she makes him stand up from and get get your ass up and meet this guy. <laughs> so he like he you know he's all <laughs> he's all reluctantly getting up like from his TV show. So that's and, not um, awkward or anything. You know, it was totally awkward. Like, sorry, buddy. I didn't mean, I'm not I'm not here to cause you any trouble. I'm just here from my room. Like, I don't want to meet anybody. I just want to get to my room. I've been flying all day. I flew from Northern California to L.A. and then L.A. to D.C. So it was like a long day. Yeah, what, like six hours? Well, more six more. hours from L.A. to D.C. Probably an hour and a half from Bay Area to L.A. with a three or four hour layover. It was like oh, 12 wow. hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, she makes him get up and like greet me. <laughs> and he, conveniently, Michelle, he's an Uber driver. <laughs> oh, that's like, oh, he can do whatever you need. He can take you tomorrow. You got to be there early. He'll take you. Just tell him what you want. I'm like, I, you know, Ubers. Good thing about Ubers, anybody can be an Uber driver. You just need an Uber. You call it right. You you application connect sure. with it. Sure. You don't need to set anything up. You don't need to ask anybody favors. Anyway, so he's an Uber driver, but I never used him. You didn't? No. I'm like, oh, I'm friendly. I'm like, oh, okay, that would be helpful. You know, I might be going pretty early. I might be going at like six in the morning. Oh, six in the morning. That's early. Okay, dude, look, I'm not even asking you to be my Uber driver. I'm just being polite. <laughs> sit, sit your ass back down and watch, you know, Gunsmoke or whatever you're, whatever you're doing. How how old were the people you were? Standing? They were probably they were young. They were probably forty. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I get to my room. My room is really small which is okay with me it's like a room it's a room in a house it's not like a it's not like a i rented an apartment and nobody's there obviously i'm a, a room in a house 
Okay. This is super cheap, man. This is like 70 bucks in downtown D.C. Walking distance to the Capitol. It's really close, really convenient. Just, you know, you got you to gotta sacrifice something for cheapness for that. Sure, sure. So the room is like really small, which is okay, but no sheets on the bed, just like a comforter on a mattress. No sheets? No sheets. And a, the lamest ass, skinniest, scrawny pillow you ever saw. Oh, and the girl, the hostess is like, here's how you use the lock. You turn the lock clockwise to lock, counterclockwise to unlock. <laughs> here's how you do the switch for the light. Switch at the bottom of the stairs, switch at the top of the stairs. If you turn the bottom of the stairs off and turn the top of the stairs on, it tur- it does the opposite. of. What- I'm like, look, I've been in a civilized <laughs> society for over 50 years. I know how a switch works. <laughs> I know how a key works. Wonder why. Was- okay, you said she was foreign, right? I mean, was she like recently they were to the Indian. country? They were Indian. But Indian. But was she recently to the country? No, she kn- like, she knew. She I mean she spoke English fine. Okay, okay. All right, so here's the deal. It's a family house with a family in it and me as a as an Airbnb and they had a second Airbnb person. Oh, and wow. And the house had one bathroom for all those people. Did they have children there? Yeah, they had kids. I never met any of the kids because I was up, up. I was out of there as much and as often as possible. <laughs> I was gone. So I got up at like 530 every morning and just used the bathroom and showered and left. And I was gone all day and came home at like seven at night. But for 70 bucks, there I was. I guess. But I mean, did you get any rest? Did they ever give you any sheets? No, I didn't ask for anything. I didn't want anything. I just want to be left alone. Yeah, but you slept on a mattress. Yeah, it was a bed. It was a bed without sheets. Yeah, but that means other people have slept in that bed without sheets. This is funny because when I'm texting you, this is about one of the times you texted me like, Ooh, what about bed bugs? Yeah, you got to look for that stuff. That's all I need to freaking hear is bed bugs. So... I've been traveling like 13 hours. I'm in my clothes. I'm tired. I'm finally alone in my room. I take off my shoes. I pull my socks up over the bottoms of my pants, which are like jeans. And I take my coat and I put it on and I zip it up to my neck. And I go, I'm like, I'm not letting any bed bugs get to me. And I go and I lay down on my top of my comforter and I go to sleep. Did you really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not taking any clothing off to get bit by bed bugs. Mom, you put you the can... freaking bed bug worry into my head that I'm night. I'm sorry. You can look and see. I mean, you can look. You can see if they're there. Well, by the third night, I was sleeping naked and I was fine. There were no bed bugs. Okay, okay. But I was like, I was like so tight, buttoned up tight as a drum that first night. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I was worried for you. So anyway, so, the, so I get up in the morning, it's fine, I get a shower, I leave, I go to my meeting, and I come back like late. And I meet the new Airbnb person in the other room this time. <laughs> okay. It's a girl. It's like a kind of a cute girl, like, a, I don't know, 35-year-old girl, whatever. And the hostess is in the room with her. Oh, meet Michael, the Airbnb guy in the other room. And the girl's like, oh, she's like, you know, in her shorts. She's like not ready to meet a dude. She's like thinking, okay, I'm private in this house in my Airbnb room. I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not ready to meet another guy. 
Right. So this, P- this girl, her name's Piali, this Indian girl, hostess of the house, was like totally like inappropriately introducing people. I wasn't ready to meet her. She's in her. She's relaxing in her shorts. She's probably just like I was the night before, like tired, just getting in, you know, wearing a pair of shorts and kicking back. And now oh, meet this dude. He's going to be next to you in the room next to you. So I just said, hey, how you doing? And I quickly went in my room. I didn't. It was awkward enough, you know. OK, so this was not two. Or the first night. It was like this day, day, yeah, day, the first okay. full day. I, okay. After night one, I went to my show and came back. Yeah, I guess you'd call it like evening two. So, um, so anyway, I was never there, and I, you know, the whole time, do you need to, do you need to Uber? Do you need my husband to Uber you anywhere? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm gonna walk. And so by this time, I was like figuring out because I saw it in the daylight. I was like walking around because I, mean, I got up in the morning and it was. You know, I was a little worried in the morning, the first morning, like, can I stand out here in the morning or am I going to get murdered in the streets? Shot. Yeah. But um, it was all just people being freaking pussies. It's, it's a neighborhood. You know, it's an urban neighborhood, you know, and the, the the Uber driver was like this white dude. And it was probably a pretty much a, a it was like a probably a ethnic neighborhood. It was probably black and Indian. And, you know, it just wasn't a like a it wasn't a high glass neighborhood, but it wasn't anything to worry about so well, i was yeah, walking around all over the place by the by the second day i was walking around i was walking back after going out to dinner walking back at night i took a picture of the middle of the street i think i sent it to you of the capital i was like that you was did, that was like yeah. 10 30 at night i'm walking around free as a bee you know i didn't care well that's pretty cool um but further adventures on my trip they lost all my stuff michelle I get to the show the first day and my display case is not there. My whole display case. It's like a five foot high. It's got all my, it's got the display booth and all my collateral material, which is like expensive stuff like postcards and, you know, color printed business cards and stuff. Okay. So how do you do this? Do you like FedEx it from, from your your business? UPS it from from my house. I have an office in my house from California. Directly to the address they tell you to send it to at the Washington Convention Center holding area. Okay. And that's how you do it on all of these convention things that no, you go No, that's usually, usually if I'm in California, I just bring it with me because I have Well, a, sure. Yeah. But if I have to go on a plane, you can't bring a gigantic display case with you. So I UPSed it. Right. Put it in the overhead. Right. Okay. So you have like a specific way that you do it and you pack it up and everything and then you just ship it and it makes it to the destination and you pick it up at the destination. No, you get to your booth, you get to the convention center and in your booth space on setup day, it should be sitting there waiting for you. Oh, okay. Because I shipped it like two weeks early. You ship it ahead of time to make Sure. sure everything's cool. Okay. So I get to the convention center and walk up to my booth after all this fun adventures with the bed bugs and the sleeping fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm relatively happy though. I'm just, I'm just making a fun story out of this. Oh, to uh, you. yeah, yeah. Cause uh-huh. it wasn't really that miserable, but I get there. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to set up my booth. I get there. Boom. There's my space. Nothing in it. Uh-huh. Everybody around me, tons of stuff. Everybody's got their stuff waiting for them to set up. So I get the friendly, like the overly friendly girl at the convention center. Hi, my name's Marsha. I'm here to help you with anything you need. Like, okay, well, here's what I need. My booth is missing. Oh, that just happened to this lady yesterday. 
<sighs> she had to go to UPS and she was there like eight hours. Like she, it was like such a, it was like such a, she was helpful. Like she told me what I needed to do, but it was like such a downer to hear it. Like, oh, do you want to talk to her? She was there like eight hours yesterday. I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> want to talk to anybody. I don't want to re- relive it. <laughs> so, so she wanted you to like commiserate your misery with the well, girl no, who she wanted just did me, this before. She wanted. To, she was helping me. She's like, you're gonna have to go to, you're gonna have to go to the UPS center because you know this lady just ha- this just happened to her yesterday and she was there eight hours. You got to go get it. So the UPS center is like in Landover, Maryland, like 15 miles away from DC. Sure. So I'm like, okay, Uber. I'm thinking right away. I think, okay, Uber, Indian guy, Uber. Can he help me now? Like, no, nah, forget it. I reject that like instantly. Right. And I'm thinking I need like maybe a bigger Uber car because it's a it's a display case that may not fit in most trunks. So anyway, I figure, okay, I'll take an Uber over there and then figure out how big it is and what I need to get back and then take a different Uber back. Right. Because okay. I didn't mm-hmm. know how long. So I get this really good Uber driver. I mean, is is this a good podcast? This is like a it's like a litany of um, complaints. Oh, I just love it though. I've been waiting for the right. story All for right. a month. Well, I get there. I, I I find an Uber driver. He's like, Oh no, I'll help you. I'll help you with everything. Don't worry about anything. I mean, really helpful, cool guy. Okay. And, and the girl at the convention center was cool. She knew what to do, and she came right up to me, and you know, she was there early. She kept coming back to me the whole time. Did you get everything? Did, can I help with anything? Even though she really couldn't. She was trying to be helpful. Right. But anyway, so I get to UPS and I'm like, dude, can you just wait for me? Uh, you know, this might be a little while till UPS finds this thing. And I give him a 20 and he, and he does. He waits for me. So the UPS girl comes out. Uh, she takes my UPS number and looks, starts looking. And about 20 minutes later, she comes dragging this display case. Beat to hell. It's like taped the top of it's open popped open and taped like tried trying to be taped <laughs> shut <laughs> and, the, and the deal is the part of it is the handle the top part that locks down and into the regular case part so you tip it and you roll it it's really right. made pretty smartly uh-huh. but when the top part isn't connected you can't roll it so she's trying to drag it <laughs> she's like can you help me this is like really hard to move she's like it was like a it was like a lazy ass post office worker in a UPS store. Like I, I thought like this is really unusual because UPS people usually work really hard and fast and they're they're hustling around. She's like, I can't move this thing. It's like doesn't doesn't work right. I'm like, well you, <laughs> you people probably freaking busted it open. So Whoa. anyway, I have to go into the UPS back. I have to go behind the counter and carry it out to the front because she can't figure out how to do it. And um, and the guy, the Uber driver, helps me get in his car. He's really cool. He's like, hey, you need some water? Because it was, like, hot. It was, like, pretty stressful at that point. So he, like, helps me get it in. And we get it in the regular Uber car, which is really cool. Because now I can just go back. I don't have to get an Uber special SUV or something. Right. And this hasn't been eight hours. So that's good, right? Well, this has been since the time of the start of the trip or since the morning. No, since morning, like the girl told you that the other lady who had to go to UPS, it took her like eight hours to get this. Oh, done. right. It was like two. It was like, yeah, it was like one hour to get there. 20 It minutes. was an hour? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's morning rush hour. For 15 miles? Yeah, Good. It was long. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I get back. I mean, we get back to the show. I, I drag the damn thing in. <laughs> 
the girl, oh, the girl, the helpful girl at the convention center is like, just call me when you get back and I'll help you get in. I'll help you get back in the closest door. So I call her when I get back and, and she's like, she gave me her phone number to text her, like her, her literally her phone number. So I get there and I'm like, okay, what do I do? And she's like, well, if you're already in, you don't really need me to help you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I managed to get the thing back down to the booth and then I open it, I open it up and like investigate my inventory because I don't know yet that all the stuff's missing. It just looks like the case has been busted open. But what I did is I, when I packed it, I put the cards and stuff inside with the booth material, with the booth display. Sure. Like the frame and the pictures and stuff. So the frame and pictures were all there, but the, but the postcards, the collateral material was missing. So now here I am with my booth, but nothing to hand out to people. Why was it not delivered? Why didn't they deliver it even if it was, Cause it was cause it busted was, open? It was too early. It got there too early, even though it was in the window of time they said. I, like, I did nothing wrong. The girl at the convention center told me that. Like, you Look, this happened to this other lady. She did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. But UPS, somehow it tried to be delivered and UPS couldn't deliver it. So you got to go to Maryland to go get it. Like, she knew exactly the drill. It should have been delivered, but it wasn't. So it was because you did it probably ahead of time, but within their time frame. Yeah, because it got to it got to the convention center before the show started. Right. So probably the, while somebody at the convention center on. said, "Oh, I don't know who the hell this is. We don't have no show starting on mm. April third. It's not till April 6th, so we we reject this. Oh, so it went no. back to the UPS. Okay. I mean, I think I don't know the exact reason, but that that probably makes sense. So, you know, me, meanwhile, the show, this is like the first day of the show. So I'm supposed to be set up now and be displaying and talking to people. But this is like two hours into the show now. Oh, no. So it's like it's not getting to be like 10, 10 a.m. And people are all walking around and I have nothing in my booth. And you're alone, right? You didn't take yeah, any I'm business alone at partners this point. with First the, day, uh... I'm totally alone. So I get the booth set up. And I'm like, okay, I got nothing to hand out to people. And it's like 1030. So I got to sacrifice a little bit more time and try to get something printed. You know, I've got a couple cards in my briefcase, but I don't have anything else to hand out. So I find the, fe the friendly FedEx store. <laughs> FedEx Kinko's. Okay. And um, these postcards I got printed, Michelle, I got them printed like, I don't know, a month before the show. They're like, 18 cents a piece you get like 5,000 printed it's you know sure. a bunch mm -hmm. of money but you get a lot of them and you get them pretty cheap so I go to the FedEx store okay hey look I got I got this postcard and I'm stuck my booth got broken open I got no collateral to hand out the guy's like oh don't worry pal we'll help you out 325 a postcard is what he wanted to charge me three dollars and 25 cents how do they even figure that he's a he's a fucking thief I go, dude, these are like 18 cents in quantity. Can you help me out? I'm like here at the show. I'm like away from the show now. Um, and he's like, sorry. <laughs> and he's like smirks. <laughs> sorry. So I, so I go to the copy side of the store and I'm like, I'm just going to make copies of this. So I try my darndest with this dope helper, this idiot helper. I'm like, look, I just want to make a copy. I don't need to print it on a nice card. Um, it's po and it's postcard size, it's like five, 
like five by six or six by four. You know, it's like half of a piece of paper. Sure. So I'm like, okay, I'll copy two. I'll cop. I'll put two together, and I'll copy two sides, and then I'll flip it over and do the backs, and I'll get two for the price of one for like eighty cents a copy. Okay. So I'll get them for like forty cents, right? Mm-hmm. So the girl, this dopey girl, is like. Well, you're going to have to, once you copy the front, you're going to have to glue the back on. I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking glue anything. <laughs> I want to copy two of the same thing on the one side, flip it over and put the paper back in and print it on the other side. Well, I don't know if you can do that. We don't know. How to. I'm like, just leave me alone. I made her go away and I made her leave me alone. And I figured out how to like take the paper out and put it back in the machine. And it was like, it was like a nightmare. Well, it was just a copy machine, right? It was just a copy machine, but it was like all hooked up to this credit card deal where you had to swipe your credit card, punch in what you wanted to do, and then that would re- interact with the copy machine. It was trickier than just a copy okay. machine. It's not like a copy machine in your office where you're left alone and you can screw around with. It's in the middle of this FedEx office. Sure. And sure. who knows what you're doing when you open the, you know, like, is this the right, there's like three drawers in it. Right. Is this the right drawer for the paper? Where does the paper fucking come from? Well, even at home, I mean, I have to put something in to make sure which side it's. Yeah, going I had to do to. it a couple times to yeah. test it. So, sure. but for eighty-two cents a copy, I made two per eighty-two cents, and I got a, you know, a couple hundred of them made. So how did it look? Was it okay? It looked shitty. It was a piece of paper cut in half. You know, it wasn't my cards are like postcards. But it was information anyway. Yeah, so if somebody's interested, they have but, uh, your You know, it's hack. It's, you, dra- you travel 3,000 miles to a show. You don't want sure bullshit stuff. Uh, anyway, so that was on top of I left a part out because the <laughs> convention center, Michelle, had its own copy center. And so at 1015, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll just go to the business center of the, of the convention center and get copies made here. And I go there, 1015. Nobody there. Doors locked. It's like, oh, you know, it's, a, it's like Friday morning, business day. So I go to the guard, like the information booth guard. Where's the copy center person? Oh, she's she on a coffee break. Like, oh, fuck. So I go back and I wait for her. I sit there and wait for like 20 minutes. And um, she, comes wa- she comes sauntering back in. I'm like, okay, look, I need some copies. And I'm, I'm like, my, I've been away from my booth for 20 minutes. I'm trying to get back because it's like the time of the show. Oh, what do you need? She's like all, you know, slackery, not caring what I really need. And she's like, oh, those are a dollar a side. So it would have been $2 a side. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like, look, I'm not going to buy these from you, but you should at least be here during the time of business hours when people might need your services. She looks at me like, oh, shit, you, you know, you kind of caught me going off for coffee at 10 in the morning on a business day. Anyway, so that was before FedEx. So I was primed when I got to FedEx. I was primed for being angry at whoever else would try to screw me over. So where was FedEx? Was it, it was close? Like a, it was like, yeah, it was like a block away. Okay. Anyway, so I got those copies. I went in and um, did the show. Uh, and, and the show the, was how many days? It was, th- it was uh, Thursday and came home on a Monday. My flight was like Monday at 8 in the morning. So it was like, you know, no time at all on Monday. So it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. In the booth. Okay. Yeah, Friday was student day, so it was like a bunch of parents and students. Saturday and Sunday was the main show, and then Monday came home. Okay. 
and then I got sick as hell, Michelle. I got I came home, and it was the same reverse trip on the way home. Like DC to LA, hang out at the airport in LA for a couple. Uh, no, it was DC to Seattle. Seattle, hang out in Seattle for a couple hours and then come home, because I got a little airport near me. I can sometimes go little airport then to big city, like uh-huh. little airport to LA or sure. Seattle. So that's what I did. And then so that night I go to bed and I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like freezing cold, like those bone chilling chills you get when you have some sort of a fever, oh, even though it's no. room temperature and you yeah. ache everywhere. I'm like, oh, I'm so sick. So I went and I like put on my down jacket and this is like California. It's probably 65 degrees at night. <laughs> I put on my down jacket. I get under all my covers. I'm like, oh, I'm so sore and freezing and shivering. And I wake up in the morning at like six in the morning and I'm like sweating, baking hot, sweating. You're like tucking your pants into your socks no, again. No, I got that, I got that out of my system. <laughs> no bed bugs at my home base. Okay, good. So good. I was like sweating and then just aching. And then and this was like April ninth whenever whatever time i got home i'm coughing up all this crappy green phlegm and just really sick that only lasted like four days but i'm still i still cough you could probably even hear my voice I still have like some sort of bronchitis like um congestion so why do you think you got so ill I've heard you talking on a couple podcasts and you were talking about being sick and, you know, you could hear it in your voice and stuff. And this has been going on for weeks. Because I was around 30,000 kids at the sh- at the science fair and I was on Yeah, but flights. you do that all the time. You do. And you do that all the I'm time. I'm not around people that much. I'm, I have a home office. I'm never around kids like that. Well, you go to like schools <clears throat> and stuff and set stuff up, right? I'm not allowed to anymore, Michelle. It's part of, oh, my, okay. part of my parole order. <laughs> No, I, I'm not around people that much. And I was around a million people. And they were like swarms of people. Think of a gun show in Chattanooga. That's what this was like. Oh, okay. Shoulder, okay I gotta... no, literally shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Everybody touching everything. And kids drooling and spitting and sneezing. And... Like they do. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and then two you... plane rides. And then, then, you know, not enough sleep and whatever. But I feel great. I really feel fine. It's just this, I have this bronchitis or whatever, this some sort of thing hanging on with me. Yeah, but you're so healthy. You shouldn't have the bronchitis this long. It's a productive cough though, Michelle. Oh, well, that's not a good thing. No, it is a good thing. Why? It's better to cough something up than to not cough well, and not get right, result. but not for four weeks. Uh, good times. Yeah. So that's my report. Well, so my my advice is spend a little bit more on Airbnb and re oh and the reviews. I was afraid, yes. Michelle. I'm a pussy. I call that cab driver a pussy. I'm the biggest pussy ever, because Airbnb has this feature that you have to sign into when you sign up for Airbnb. Mm-hmm. That if the if the host deems that you've been messy guest, they can charge you a thousand dollar cleaning fee. What? Yeah, if you leave the place messy, they can charge you a thousand bucks. So I saw when I got home that the Airbnb girl, Piali, had left me a review, but I couldn't see the review until I reviewed her. So I was afraid to review her because I thought, oh, she'll just see this shitty review and she'll um, slap me with a $1,000 cleaning fee, 
even though oh, I left the place wow. perfect. Well, sure you did. So I didn't leave a review. And then later on when I could read, so after my review time expired, I could read the review she gave me. And it was like really nice. It's like, oh, very quiet, clean guest. <clears throat> and then I went into Airbnb and read the reviews of her house. Uh-huh. And they were like shockingly good. What a great host, cares about me, asked about me. You know, all this great raving stuff. And that, how, that place was a freaking dump. I feel like I did a disservice to Airbnb by not reporting how shitty of a place it was. Well, but but they kind of make it where you can't, though, right? Because well, you can if you want to risk whatever repercussions you get. Well, yeah, but if you've essentially agreed to the fact that you'll pay $1,000 for leaving someplace messy, whether well, you did or not. Like I said, I'm a pussy. I should have just given her the accurate review. But there were a couple negative reviews for Old Piali, and one of them was, this place sucks. The, the living room, well, so first of all, the living room where I first came in, where the guy was on the couch right. watching TV, the husband, mm -hmm. that is another room. So sometimes they have three Airbnbs, and one of the rooms is the living room. They is put your, somebody in the living room? And that's your bedroom. So anyone that comes in and out, like, walks right past you. No way. Where you're sleeping. And no. the kitchen, you're supposed to be able to use the kitchen. Of course, I never use the kitchen. I got the hell out of that place as much as possible. But you could you could get up in the morning and use the kitchen and be like walking through the living room to the kitchen while people are in there sleeping. Yeah, what about changing? I mean, you'd have to go to the bathroom and stuff to even change. Not till it was your turn. Well, <laughs> right. That's so some people... Some people complain about I was shocked, though, that like 80 percent of them weren't complaints about how this place sucks. It's quite it's it's uh, too small. It's one bathroom for like f four groups of people, potentially. Um, but why didn't you read it before you went? Because I was this I didn't because I'm a shitty planner. You're you're all I did. When? I looked at the map. I'm like, I want to be close. I don't want to be like an hour away. That's all I care about is being close. Being close. I can I can survive anything if I'm close, right? Like if it's an hour away, but really nice, I'm I'm stuck in a freaking hour commute every morning. Well, yeah, and you don't want that certainly, but <laughs> but I mean, you know, you don't want uh, bed bugs and uh, well, there were no bed bugs. You're that was a false alarm by Michelle from Tennessee. No, I just worried about you. I didn't think they were there. I just worried, and you know, I mean, particularly this no sheet thing. No sheets, just a comforter. I don't know, I know what she was thinking. Well, you were texting me, and you sounded pitiful, and you were hungry, and you were afraid to go get anything to eat. Even leave? You had no well, way that to leave? it was just the first night because I'm like, okay, I'm in, a, I'm in a high crime zone with gunshots out the window. But that turned out to not be the case either. I walked all over, dude. It's, Washington's a cool place. I walked over to Chinatown. I walked around and, you know, I was walking around at 1 a.m. It was like fearless. It was just stupid to worry about that, at, you know, at the beginning from some stupid Uber driver. Yeah, but I mean, I'm the same way, you know, you know that. And you're just, you're not scared of anything except leaving a bad review and getting and charged a fine. Yeah, and then bed bugs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hate it that you're still sick, but you know, the number of tuberculosis cases in the United States has risen. Well, so. the other thing about the, every time I pass this woman 
she was like, "What you? Where are you going? What did you do? How did you enjoy yourself? How are you getting there?" I'm like, dude, just—it's a long day. I don't want to report to you every freaking fact about my day. Um, and but people—it was funny in Airbnb. People love that. They're like, "Oh, she was so nice. She was so friendly and asking about how we, how she could help us get here and there and what we did." And I was like, "Leave me the fuck alone." Yeah. <sighs> When you told me that you were staying in an Airbnb, I've never done it, but I have read the Airbnb if if I'm ever like bored or something and I want to read something. They have the funniest stories on Airbnb. A lot of them are even, you know how like you'll read Amazon reviews sometimes of just funny things and people do the same thing on Airbnb sometimes. And uh, so I've looked up like local Airbnbs and uh, that kind of thing and read stuff about them. And some of it is just like, I mean, it's just literally like shocking and, and it's just crazy. Um, you know, clothing optional in the main house. And I mean, just all this kind of stuff in your, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. But knowing you and knowing how you're uh, so private, I'm just shocked that you would want to go, like immerse yourself into who knows what with with that kind of invasion of you know your privacy and well, your... you don't expect that to be part of it like i don't mind walking past a few people on my way to my own room like fine i gotta come in just leave me alone i'll say hi to you and you know just i'm going right to my room i don't want to explain where i've been and tell you everything about how i got there and what i did on the you know some people like that, though. They like that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like part of the charm or whatever that they were saying about it? Uh, that Part you, of the horror. Well, for, for somebody with your personality, for sure. But but it was something like live like a local. Isn't that part of their, uh, you know, I think shtick. their tagline is just get there. Oh, is that, is that what it or is? Maybe that's Uber. Yeah. I can't remember. But... I, I couldn't picture, I couldn't picture you enjoying that. I brought it up to Mike and I was telling him, you know, that you were staying in Airbnb and he didn't know what it was. And, um, so I was explaining it to him and he's like, no way. <laughs> he's like, no way. He's like, I just have to get a hotel. It was just people trying to make the moat, trying to make too much, trying to leverage their house too much. Like they were probably renting this little house. You know, and they were trying to rent it out besides them being there to three other people. Sure. They were probably trying to just leverage it too much. Funny thing is, though, Michelle, I missed our Americans podcast. We have Americans podcast on West Coast Project, just like you have on your tribal rant. Uh-huh. But I missed what, missed it because I was in Washington, D.C. Oh, I know. I know. I thought you were going to go set up somewhere and try to do it, though. Well, from I there, thought I could until this cool. nightmare of a, of a house was where I was. So you didn't have like great uh, internet service there. Well, or they prob they had pretty good internet, but I'm not going to be like I'm in a house with like right next door. There's another Airbnb person and a family. Yeah, I can't talk. I can't comfortably talk there. Yeah. The only good thing is like it was so close to downtown that there was like a really nice Radisson, and I, I went and got Starbucks, and they had like. These leather chairs, we could watch big screen TV. So, you know, it was pretty, once you got the hell away from the house, <laughs> you were fine. 
They had a nice bathroom. They had nice coffee. You know, you were set once you get there. Well, yeah, you should have just taken a pillow in your in your little throw that she put on the bed and down there and slept in the chair. I actually hung out there a lot, probably too much at the at the Radisson. They had a good bar there and they had a good Starbucks. Is that where the convention was? It was right across the street. Okay. So you just walked on this underground thing under mm-hmm. the street and you were there. So why didn't you stay there? You at just the wanted Radisson? to do yeah. Because it's probably 380 bucks a night. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's super. It's like Manhattan. Okay. I I thought you were just trying to, you know, get the charm and the feel of the place or something. Seriously. Well, also, this whole show was kind of a favor to another business partner that I have. So I wasn't fully, full-heartedly into it. So I was like, okay, I'll do it, but I'm not going to spend a lot of money and I'm not going to host anybody or see anybody except for at the booth. So who cares where I sleep? So how did it end up going, the show? It was okay. It was mostly kids and parents and teachers. I wasn't, the people I see usually for my business are like buyers, decision makers, administrators. This is mostly kids, kids and parents. Well, it sounds like fun anyway, except for oh, the it was a panic. pneumonia. Yeah, and uh, let's see, the bed bugs and the, no, not the bed bugs, but the room, that didn't sound like fun. Yep, and the fake gunshots. The what? Fake gunshots. What was fake gunshots? Well, the bad neighborhood. Oh, eh, you're not scared of that. But that was my story. <laughs> I don't know. You're 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 not quite scared, and and you're not you know like the best planner, the but the the most advanced planner. Even though you do get around really well, I'm a great planner. I just think I can wing it no matter what. Like I can handle it no matter what. And I'm I'm glad I took a place closer than farther. That would have been more comfortable. I mean, that's well, and- the trade off. Who even knows if the place farther away would have been any better either? Well, you don't know. So are you going to try it again? That's why I feel bad about not leaving an accurate review because somebody else will go there and go, oh, this looks good. It's pretty close. It's walkable. It's only $70, but it's whatever. I don't know. I mean, if I was a girl who needed a half hour to get ready in the bathroom, I don't even know how they could do that. I was literally three minutes in the bathroom you know you t- you're you're in there you take a shower boom you're out you're I'm on the way I'm out I'm out I'm up and out in 12 minutes <laughs> if you had to put on makeup and do your hair and you know and then you're waiting what if you were the third girl in line and you had to go to a business meeting yeah I'd, I'd have to go back in the room and do everything other than of course the shower surely you could do everything else in the room right well I don't know what girls do but <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, preferably in the bathroom, but, you know, you make do with what you can. So that's my story. Well. It's funny, Michelle, we used to do scathing tweets, so I had a I had a note up here, and I don't even know if we ever talked about it back in the scathing tweets days, but how heterosexual U.S. couples met their romantic partners. Did we ever talk about that? Mm-mm. Through 1940 through 2009. 
No. Well, in 1940, 0% met online. Wow, really? <laughs> That's shocking. But in 1940, 20% met through friends. And uh, and through friends is the top meeting arrangement of all time through all times. Even now? One that dipped down a lot was in 1940 college was a big one. College was 25% and now it's only 8% and two, and this goes through 2009. Uh neighbors was a huge one in 1940 it was 23% dropped down to 3% in 2009 um and actually i said through friends is the same it actually went way up it was in 20 it was 20 percent in 1940 and it's 30 today yeah but i i kind of wonder how that's gauged because through friends would maybe be you know a friend of a friend on facebook or a friend of a twitter friend or something like that I don't think so. I think it's a friend. Like, hey, this is my friend, Johnny. Okay, church in 1940 was 15%. And okay. in 2009, it is 2%. Aww. Uh, at a bar or restaurant, actually went way up, too. It was 10% in 1940 and 25% in 2009. Uh, what else do they have? Through family, 15% mm -hmm. in 1940 and... 5% 2009. That and one doesn't shock me. Coworkers, 8%, 1940, 10%. So it kind of went up. It went up through time and peaked in 1990 and then dropped back down to 10% again in 2009. So the biggest, biggest one, best one, still through friends. Hmm. I wonder... Though I really do, I wonder how th how that would be, because I mean, is that just like you mean like hanging out with your friends and other people hanging out with them, or friends going, oh, I know somebody you'd like, yeah, or whatever. yeah, that's how. Okay. You gotta meet Billy. He's a great guy. I work with him. Okay. It's a courtesy of Stanford University, Michael Rosenfeld. Well, that's pretty interesting. Probably about nineteen. Probably about two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah. Pretty All right, good. Michelle, so how long is this productive cough going to keep going with me? I, I don't know. I mean, if 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 you really do have, like, bronchitis, um, it, it can really hang with you for a while. And if you really are, if it's still productive, you need to, um, I mean, are you coughing up stuff still? Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the white foamy kind of stuff. You did this one other time, do you remember? I did. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time. Yeah. But yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm miserable. I got a cold. It's just like you got to cough. You know, you got to cough it up. Yeah. Drink a whole lot of fluid. You know, you're going to want to keep your fluids up and stuff like that. Are you taking some supplements or something? Uh, no. No vitamin C? No anything well, to kind of... like a multivitamin. Okay. It's, yeah. just, it's just something I caught that's like hanging on in me that I got to... In time, it'll die off. It's, it's less and less every day. Well, I mean, that's good. But, I mean, you do know that if it turns color or anything, anything that you're coughing up, you could have an infection and you might need to go seriously get something. No, it's been getting better. It's been getting less and less. And <laughs> Well, I mean, it's about time. 
Well, I mean, over over a month, you can tell every day. It's you know, and I feel fine. First first two weeks, I felt like crap. So you probably caught the flu. I mean, like like the for real flu, right? Yeah, I was hurt and I had headaches. I mean, I had every pain that was related to a cold that you can ever remember. Those chills were horrible. Sweats were horrible. Just just bad congestion, headaches, achy. But I don't have any of that crap now. Well, good. But, um, yeah, I remember with you, it's been a while. It's been years back. But you, you had something like that and it lasted, what, six weeks? About six weeks? I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's my story. Well, I'm glad to finally hear your story, Mike. I've been waiting for a month. All I was getting was like the cliff note text version that I no longer have because my phone. I wish it but, was better. I had a nice, uh, in the Seattle airport on the way home, there was a nice uh, girl playing the cello in the airport. Aw, did you video it? No, I just sat next to her and listened to it because I was there at the same deal as there a couple hours. And she was just doing it just to entertain She people? wasn't like a panhandler kind of doing it. She was like a visitor from the University of Washington doing a musical, some sort of thing. You know, the people are dropping dollars in her thing. But she was there. She was kind of there officially. Oh, you know, that's she had really nice. marked off and everything. Well, that made it sweet, huh? Before well, that. it was a nice. It was pleasant. You know, you think yeah. of airports, it's not so pleasant. Before the horror of of the illness that you were catching set in. Okay, take some Germex or something, some kind of hand sanitizer. Preferably hand wipes, but I know you're not going to carry a hand wipe. Why would I do that? I've been home for a month, Michelle. Yeah, but not now. But I mean, next time you go, put it put it in your, uh, make that part of your you know, the thing you pack up that'll get lost on the way. All right. I'll make a note of that. Okay. You should really. All right. Well, how's everything going with your podcast? You guys are doing a great job on the Americans. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Um, we, we really enjoy the Americans. It's, it's, um, we try to get it out really quick and we've had to make like a lot of concessions to, life and other things that go on to get it out because um you know people interact a lot more it seems like right after it goes out so we we love that one that one's a lot of fun um and you're doing the uh fear the walking dead we're doing fear the walking dead uh yeah and that one's you know <sighs> challenging at times we try not to be too negative about it but um it's really funny listening to you and Mike, though. You guys have a great connection. It's like, oh, well, I'll see you next week on Fear the Walking Dead. No, you won't. You'll see me in five minutes as soon as I brush my teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got it. He, yeah, that's him. Um, and we also do Survivor, but Survivor's about to go off. And I don't, I, I'm not sure how many more fears there are either. He's very yeah. patient with you. He's more patient than I am, for sure. What do you mean? He's just more patient with you. He's, he'll say something. He's like, oh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. And I'd be like, Michelle, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I get I get mad. I get my dander up right away when you say something I don't agree with. And he's like patient. 
I don't know. He he gets his dander up sometimes. I but. actually like when he doesn't agree with you though, because it makes me feel like okay, I'm not the only one just being an ass. He he has a different opinion and he stands up for it. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely does, and he's a you know he's a smart aleck sometimes too. I even cut out a couple smart aleck things. I'm like, you're not talking to me like that on there, but um. And In fact, what you bad, should but... do as a as a mode of comparison, you should take the exact same trip I took, go to Washington, D.C., stay with Piali, stay in that room, bound yourself up from protection from bed bugs, check it out in the morning in the bathroom, take the Uber, and give a report on it. <laughs> you think I should? I would, I would like to hear how Mike thought of the room. So oh. It was similar to how I thought. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. I I would do it. He would not do it. He wouldn't do it. So that, that wouldn't work. Um, no, if, I don't know. I don't know that, that you would want the whole story from him over something like that. He sounds a whole lot like you. You and, you and him sound a whole lot alike. Well, that's probably why you and I are friends. You, you have the same... You know, you you find something in a guy in the guy that you like that is friendly, and obviously with your husband, you you're compatible that way. But I think Mike's a lot like me when I listen to him in the podcast. He is. He is. He's a lot like you, and um, and you know the whole conversation thing. I didn't really notice that he's more patient, but um, I don't know. Maybe we just interact a little bit differently because he knows he has to live here with me so he doesn't want to I say like that he's not obli obligatorily patient like some of the other podcasts that are out there especially like with the americans there's another couple that does one and they're they're like painfully nice to each other even when they're wrong about stuff i, I don't know i like how i like how you guys kind of fight it out if you don't agree on something well, he just gets a different girlfriend every time. He has so. a girlfriend every week. Yeah. Now he's falling in love with the with the Asian girl from the boat, from the raft. <laughs> That's what he said. She he is said pretty hot. I have to agree with him there. She is pretty hot. <laughs> if it wasn't for Martha, I'd be after Alex. But she's, <laughs> not, she's not accurately addressing her anger by getting mad at Travis. I mean, are you kidding me? Why Travis? And that whole conversation, unless she comes back around later on and we see her again, that whole interaction between Alicia and Connor and everything, I mean, it was just moved. It was for nothing. It's this a week really just drove dumb me crazy. Show. It's a well, horrible show. It, yeah, this one drove me crazy. But, but your point about how sometimes one person who's on the edge of a cliff can fight off a horde of zombies with, you know, a paper clip and a water gun. And then you get like the one zombie that sneaks into a fenced area and kills 37 people and four, you know, cows. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, that zombie with the bag on his head that, that bit his brother and then he, he killed two people. By sauntering up and killing two people just conveniently because they needed to escape. That was created by the plot. There's no way that zombie kills anybody in a regular... In The in the Walking Dead, they like laugh that off and stab him sideways without even looking at him. 
Oh, I know. I know. And Connor, acted, the guy that was bitten on the arm, he acts like he's just completely shocked. You know, and I mean, you would be, I guess, if it were your brother who come, you know, walking up with zombified. But, I mean, come on, push him back away from you. But then you. he push killed the second water. guy after that. I know. Like, the second guy was just standing there. Stupid. And then what about that headbutt Travis did with the third guy? You can't do that. I mean... That's very New Zealand or wherever that actor's from. That's where he's from. He's in a he's in a really uh, brutal movie about life in New Zealand. Is he really? Can't remember the guy's name in real life, but yeah, you got to be. You, you, I think Mike even said it. You got to be careful. You can't go head butting people full for his hands behind his back without knocking yourself out. Well, yeah, even breaking your neck or something with that kind of force. That was <laughs> crazy. It was crazy. But that whole side trip to go get them. I mean, obviously, you got to go get your family. But the whole thing, it was like they took them one episode. And the next episode, they went back and got I me. Mean, it was just like, it was. Oh, she's calls, an idiot, the mother. Like, not letting Nick go because he's a better swimmer, a better fighter, stronger, faster, younger. No, I'm the mom. I'm going. I mean, the same the same forum where I sent you the article about how the zombies can drive the plot had something about that. Like, she's the soccer mom of the apocalypse. Yeah, but I think Strand is starting to like her. I like her attitude, except toward Nick. Well, that's not true. I don't like it in a lot of things. But I I like her devotion to her family and that kind of thing. But... I mean, Strand said it perfectly. He said, I, I saw in Nick, your son, in five minutes while he was withdrawing what you haven't been able to see in him in 19 years. Well, that's not a credit to Maddie. That's a shortcoming of hers. That's exactly. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's how um, out of touch she is with Nick. And Nick has really, um, I mean... In the first couple of episodes, he drove me crazy. It was just like this whiny, do nothing but look for medication. And now, I mean, you like him, right? And then you got Chris, and Chris is just, I mean, I'm worried for him. I don't know what's going to go on with him. Worried but he's going to stay alive. I'm worried. A lot of people are pulling for the zombies in this show. No, they're not. They are. No. They are. Read the forums, man. I can't wait for the zombies to win over. I mean, people like Strand and his and his buddy who looks like, uh, um, what's his name? Louise. Jack Black. Or, yeah. That's not Jack Black. It looks like Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of does. Louise. Um but another thing Mike was right about is like, why are they worried about getting into the Mexican border? And they're in the freaking ocean. And it looks like they have military police pulling up to him when they pull up in the next stones. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. I don't want to ruin your podcast, but <laughs> what the hell are, how can the Mexican police still be in charge, but the whole other world is ruined by apocalypse? They I don't check know. Maybe in passports. Just... Yeah, cut off at the border or something. They don't, don't even know. check passports now in Ensenada. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. But it, it's kind of fun to do. And since we did The Walking Dead, it's, you know, it's kind of fun. And I am a little bit invested in the characters. Mike was like, I asked him, I said, you know, are there just two or three 
left, one or two left, and he goes, I'm, I'm just praying it's one. <laughs> I mean, he's, it's definitely not his, not his favorite. He likes doing Survivor because we've always watched it, and when it goes off, we sit and talk and go, can you believe so-and-so? And, um, so we just kind of do that on, as soon as it goes off on a podcast and that's all we do. We watch it one time and it's not like a lot to do, but, um, Mike's and, good though. Cause he, he's like, uh, he's like, you can't, you can't hold a gun on somebody and then turn your head away. They'll disarm you in one second. I mean, his, his tactical takes on that stuff is really interesting. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, you know, I mean, you know, working in, uh, bail bonds and stuff like that, he's, been exposed to a lot of that kind of stuff. So I can't argue any of that stuff. So who is your prediction for Mike's next girlfriend? I, anybody, anybody he meets, right? (laughs) I mean, I mean, he's had three in the last, what, four weeks. So. Yeah, you're right. There's probably some chiquitas down in like, uh, Don Eladio's lair down in Mexico when they get down there. Who knows what we could what we could see? Oh, we'll find something. There's there's no doubt. I'll I'll have to hear, <laughs> I'll I'll have to hear it for sure. All right, Michelle. Well, thanks for hearing me out on my wacky trip of a month ago. No, I'm glad to hear it. I've been waiting for a full month. We've tried to get together, but I mean, you know, with our three podcasts we're doing, and you guys are doing the Americans, and you are doing. Uh, you're still doing uh, Making a Murder, right? Yeah, we've got three or four more to go. Yeah, I want to hear the Saul. rest of that. And yeah, Better Call Saul just well, stopped. Well, this trip, this trip would have been funnier at the time. Like if I could have done a podcast the night of all this crap happening or like the next day, it would have been really funny. It would have been full of vim and vinegar. But this is a little bit watered down because it's been a long time. I told you I probably I probably can't remember some of the stuff that happened too. Yeah, you should have called me that night and we I could have taped it for you. Yeah, I'm I'm huddled in my room, Michelle, with my socks pulled up over my cuffs of my pants. Oh my, that would have been great. I literally was. That would have been so so good. Did you look for like blood smears on oh, the, the another funny thing. No, I wasn't worried about that. I'm like, what's your what's your Wi Fi here? She's like Blah, 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 whatever it is, some stupid long name. I'm like, okay, hold on. Blah, blah. And I start to put it on my phone. She like grabs the phone out of my hand. I will do it for you. <laughs> and she puts it in. She like, she likes navigates around my phone and finds the settings and puts the Wi-Fi in. Did she really? Within like the first five minutes of meeting her. Like within the time I met her at the door, got up to the room. Oh, what's the Wi-Fi? That's all I want. It's like connection to the outside world. <laughs> <laughs> so you can call 911 if you need to or whatever. Well, no, because I wanted to be entertained without going out of the room. Right. She's a master. She's, a, she's you know, she's probably doing this every week. Three strangers in her house every week. I wonder how much money she's making. Not that, that much. That's... 70 bucks a night. So if you get three people. That's a lot of money, 200 Mike. bucks. A day? I mean, if you do that just two days a week, that's what? 400 bucks. A week? So that's 1600 bucks a month. Yeah, it's probably maybe. her rent. Maybe. I think there's situations that you could do something like that. But how do they vet you? 
you know it's funny that i question that i it's funny that i questioned myself because i read all those reviews i'm like am i fucking crazy thinking this place was so shitty because all these people like it like literally like 70 to 80 percent of them liked it enough to give a good review not just like not do any review like okay whatever it was neutral they actually gave a good review and i was like you know i would have given a given a ripping review it was really so far and few few and far between of all the bad reviews i was shocked by how few there were okay well i thought that you were gonna say that if you leave a poor review when you were telling me that you know that they can charge you for leaving the room messy or whatever i thought you were gonna say that it goes on your profile and other people won't rent to you because they can pull no. up what you've reviewed. No, no. Well, they could see what I reviewed, but I don't care well, but, about that. I didn't want yeah, her to but just say could... he met. He left the bed like he ripped the mattress <laughs> on the bed. I'm charging him a thousand bucks just because well, I gave her a bad review. She couldn't say you left it unmade, could she? Yeah. Well, I, first of all, I didn't. There's not much left to be unmade. That's what I think. If there's no sheets, I mean, oh, how it do was you dirty. Even... It was messy too, Michelle. It's like the oh. And I forgot. So here's some, some stuff I forgot. So I had to take off my shoes. I come in. Could you take off your shoes? I get the front door. I'm like, okay. I take off my shoes. And I, I put them on the floor by the front door, like where there's, you know, eight other pairs of shoes. And she point, she just points into the closet. Like, not a word. Just points. Like, that's where they go <laughs> in the closet. And she has this, like, shoe storage system with, like, you know, those little shoe cubicles. So I find an empty space and I put my shoes. So I'm walking in. I walk up and then she explains like the lights. The switch on the bottom turns the light on. Switch at the top. If you turn it the other way, we'll turn the light off. Like, thank you. <laughs> so I get up to my room and it's fucking shit. There's unvacuumed carpet. Like, why am I bothering taking off my shoes? I think you, I, I think I texted you this and you're like, well, unless you're going to roll around in your bed with your shoes on, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. If it was a white, pristine, you know, white carpet that just got shampooed, I could see it, but it was messy. Well, and if if the house, the cleanliness of the house reflected that, you know, I mean, the cleanliness of my house does not reflect that. People come in my house with their shoes on. I prefer they don't put their feet on the couch with their shoes on, but um, yeah, but I bet your house is cleaner than this, and the like. The bathroom was dirty. Was it was it just really? dirty. It was like shitty. It was a shitty place. It shouldn't have gotten any good reviews. The bathroom was dirty? Yeah, the bathroom was like scummy and oh. not scummy dirty, but just not clean, clean. Like my bathroom's clean, right? If I, if I, um, if you cut your hair or something, you have hairs on the floor, you sweep it up, you clean it up. Or if you have, you know, if you, you, get water on the floor you mop it up with your towel it looks clean you know sure it's not like scum on the bathtub or scummy here and that place was not that way it was not clean and there were too many people there you know if you're running it as a business it has to be clean i can see how it would be a neat thing to do if you could vet the people coming and you had the space for it like when all the girls are gone here and there's plenty of space, like literally plenty of space. So everybody would have like their own bathroom and stuff like that that came to stay. I could see how it would be cool if you could vet the people. But how can you just, 
have people come in, you know, and like stay in your house with your family and stuff like that. I mean, I can see me getting up in the morning and there's some guy in his boxers drinking out of my milk carton or something. Well, you can vet the people. You can see some of their, you can see their picture and you can see Mm -hmm. some of their profile description. You know, you can see a little bit about them. You, You can't totally vet them. I mean, and maybe it was my, because it was my first trip ever on Airbnb. The first person didn't want, like, I didn't have any reviews from anybody. So she didn't want to take a chance, but. Well, maybe that was just the reason then. Maybe, or maybe she didn't, you know, maybe some people have their room always up and when they're not away from it, they just reject people. Sure. That's the story I'm going with. Okay. Good enough. Well, I loved hearing your story. All right, Michelle. You definitely should have done it. At the time. Thanks. I've seen some cleaner rooms in the Fear of the Walking Dead freighter than the room. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> That's All so right. sad. Okay, well, we got to... Hey, I heard that um, uh, Halt is coming back on. Have you heard when? I didn't uh, catch when. No, it's probably in springish time. Well, it's springish time. Yeah, it was like I said, I went to the Comic-Con in San Jose to see them and they moved their time on me. Did they do it or did the somebody else do it? I don't know. It got moved to like three hours later and I wasn't going to s- mess around. So I left. Yeah, I hate that. I really do. I wish you could have seen it. You got stuck but... in a Dungeons and Dragons meeting instead of Fear the Walking Dead or instead of... Uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah, that's not quite the same thing. But I am excited about starting that back. I mean, I don't know anything else that we start back is um, still up in the air. No more Louie. Louie's not going to come back, I don't think. Louie is uh, Horace and Pete. Yeah, yeah. And Louie said, I I told my story pretty much, and unless anything really changes, that was my story for Louie, so... But um, True Detective, Fargo, I don't think there's even release dates on any of that stuff yet. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. So. Well, we'll keep the world posted as we find out. (laughs) Okay, we'll do that. All right, Michelle. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling me. All right, see you next time on Scathing Tweets. Okay, Mike. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.